going to take a couple of weeks off from podcast production for a reason that I'll tell you about later on. So for the next few weeks, I guess a lot of times people say, well, these are the best of. You know what? These are just going to be some podcasts that I like a lot. I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. An email came pouring in from Peggy S. from the Bronx. She sent it to dick at dicksummer.com, which is why it landed up here. And it says, I played your bedtime story CD for some women friends the other evening, and they all said it made them feel relaxed, at ease, and very sensual. We especially like the story about the second chance. As for suggestions for a follow-up, give us something for those who are single for the second time around. There's no picnic out there now, and there are too many of us who are trying to get past a bunch of guys with what we all call the three Bs, bitter, boring, and burned out. As far as your new stretchy socks are concerned, I just found my first couple of gray hairs, and the shock is profound. But if mom can age gracefully, so can I. Well, good for you, Peggy, and thanks for the suggestion. I am working on Bedtime Stories 2 right now, and there will be a couple of stories in it about the second and third times around. Because sometimes it takes us a couple of times to get it right. And it's also going to include some stories about how getting older is also tough on us, you know? Guys who've been around for a little while. Because young guys are lurking everywhere. One of them actually tried to pick up my lady wonder wench while we were having dinner Sunday in a restaurant. This is no kid. You can't make this up. This young guy was nursing a bottle of something that looked really ugly at the next table. And I guess he looked kind of lonesome, although he was there with a woman. So uh, Miss Wench, you know, just gave him a, a smile. And he immediately tossed the bottle on the floor and reached out to grab her. As you can imagine, the woman he was with got very upset. A wonder Wench has that kind of effect on guys of all ages. This particular guy was about nine months old. And I don't know if the kid had an early hormone attack or maybe it's just possible that the way Wonder Wench is built, he just figured he could do better than that crummy bottle. But as you older guys know, when you're involved with a beautiful woman, there is a new challenge every moment. Maybe I'm a little more sensitive than I should be since some terrorist sneaked into my bedroom the other night and shaved a little bald spot right up in the back of my head. I slept through the whole thing. I didn't even notice it till I got a haircut a couple of days ago and the barber held the mirror up behind my head you know to show off his work and, and there it was I didn't believe it Wonder Witch has taken to calling it his adorable little bald spot and I think she's been telling her friends about it because I noticed Bernadette our next door neighbor was kind of circling around behind me while she was visiting and talking with Wonder Witch yesterday and, and I distinctly heard a very quiet giggle of the the wifely kind you think it can't happen to you hey if i were you guys i'd give the back of my head a quick little check you know just to be sure you don't have to be obvious about it just just a quick little safety check you know like you sometimes have to do with your fly you know just to be sure see it's not like you women Except when a barber puts that mirror up behind a guy's head, all we see is the face side of our heads when we're shaving. 
We don't see the backsides of our heads like you do because you use that handheld mirror all the time. My buddy Doug has a big shaggy beard with a lot of hair on his face. And I started wondering if when he looks in the mirror early in the morning, does it ever take him a moment to figure out if he's looking at, the, at his face or at the back of his head? Because I bet that could startle you for a quick moment early in the morning and give you a fast case of whiplash if you try to turn around fast while you're still mostly asleep. Also cause you to use much more shaving cream than you really need if you don't figure it out just right. My friend Daryl is the exact opposite. Daryl is completely shiny bald. I've been trying to get him to put his hat and sunglasses on backwards and let me draw some lips and a chin on the back of his head just to see what kind of an effect that would have on the people who work for him. But Daryl's not buying it. Something about being a vice president and kind of liking his job. Oh well. One of the differences between men and women, though, is you can still laugh at guys, but you can't laugh at women anymore. Not at all. you got to call them women, not girls. And lots of them even cringe if you call them ladies. Why? Can't they have a girls' night out anymore? And you know why we don't have any more actresses? Because you got to call them all actors. Catherine Zeta-Jones is an actor. I'm missing something right there. And... Next time a commercial shows a wise woman and a dorky guy, some of them are, there's a lot of them there, and some of them are kind of funny, but imagine the screaming that would go on if you turned the situation around, and it was the guy who was smart and the woman who was the dork. And how about the the pie-in-the-face kind of humor? Hit a guy comedian in the face with a cream pie, and everybody falls down laughing. Can you imagine what would happen if that were a female comedian? It wouldn't work at all. And it's... Too bad, because some of the early feminists had some very funny lines. They said things like, if they can put one man on the moon, why can't they put all of them there? That's a funny line. A woman without a man is like a fish without a bicycle. I like that. Outside every thin woman is a fat man trying to get in. How true. But the one I liked best was, if there were no men, there would be no crime and lots of fat, happy women. I love that. It got both the feminists and the non-feminists screaming mad at each other. Which I think proves that every time you scream at idiots, you can't help becoming a little idiotic yourself. Come on, lighten up, folks. Like it or not, we're all we've got. Dicks to Tales whole bunch of interesting but unimportant stuff for you to stick in your left ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out your right ear and therefore you can nod off to sleep. The Goodyear folks once made a tire entirely out of corn. Big deal. I once made a whole radio career entirely out of corn. In a, This is an interesting statistic. In a room full of 100 American women, statistics show that four of them will not be wearing underwear. Now that has got to be a delicate job, working for a company that compiles statistics like that. You're out there in this room full of a hundred women and you say, hello, my dear, I work for the statistics company. Are you wearing any underwear? (laughs) Oh, sure. And here's another wonderful number. The average American has seven sex fantasies a day, except for four Average American guys out of a hundred who are probably off the charts. Dicks the Tales, 
They take your mind off your mind. Hey, a little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, would you tell a couple of friends, please? Because they might like them, too, and you'd be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. Here's that cut from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD that Peggy S. was talking about at the beginning of this podcast. I hope it makes you feel relaxed and at ease and sensual, too, like it did for Peggy's friends. It's called The Second Chance. You look pretty good. You're wearing a simple black dress, short and clingy. It always makes you feel sweet and sexy. You haven't worn it since the Christmas before your divorce. Tonight you felt the time was finally right for you to become a fully liberated single woman again. You treated yourself to a new hair color for the occasion, blonde. You always wanted to be a blonde. But your husband always made fun of you when you told him that you were thinking about it. It's done up in a soft bundle of curls with a black velvet ribbon to keep it in place. You've been a member of the Club for Divorced Parents for a few months now, but this is the first time that you've gone to one of their dances. You decided that instead of waiting at your table for some man to ask you to dance, that you'd pick a man yourself, take him by the hand, and lead him onto the dance floor. It didn't take you long to find an interesting-looking guy just a few tables away. You took three deep breaths, you put on your friendliest smile, and you looked up directly into his eyes and asked him if he wanted to dance. He didn't even hesitate. He just looked down at you and said, no. And just as he spoke, the music stopped and you knew that everyone in the room heard him. You didn't expect that, but you didn't let it stop you either. You turned to the guy right next to him and simply held out your hand without even looking at him. He looked absolutely shocked he smiled and he actually kissed your fingertips. You stood up and you slow danced with him for the rest of the night. He's a little older than you, not very good looking, short, heavy set, balding, not even a good conversationalist, but very polite, a little old fashioned, very nervous. He had very comfortable arms. He couldn't take his eyes off you. And now he wants to see you again, and you like the idea very much. It's actually exciting. You certainly didn't expect it. And then he apologized for making fun of you for wanting to be a blonde. And told you how sweet and sexy you look in that little black dress. And he said cheating on you was the worst mistake of his life except for one thing. Just that one thing. He said the worst mistake of his life was not stopping the divorce. That's called The Second Chance. It's from the Bedtime Stories personal audio CD, and it's the one that made Peggy's friends feel relaxed, at ease, and sensual too, which I thought was kind of neat. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, you can go back to DickSummer.com and download it from CD Baby. 
Okay. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.